0: To really trust that a task will be done correctly, you must just do it yourself or keep close tabs on it, right? If that means you just have to work 60 to 80 hours a week for the foreseeable future, that's just part of being a business owner too, right? But is perpetually working 60 to 80 hours really a plan? Running a service business can be hard. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So I get it. You've been let down and disappointed by employees more times than you could possibly count. We all have. It's maddening, frustrating, saddening. And it can make you feel like you've become cynical if you let yourself think about it too much. You've trusted them and you've been burned. And you've come to believe that you if you don't personally do a task or oversee it, it may not be done correctly, or in some cases, not even at all. Unfortunately, you can only oversee your dose or do so many things yourself in an eight to ten hour day. So what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to try to muster up the ability to trust again or just keep working 80 hours a week like you know you have been? Or you, you know, have become accustomed to and just keep doing things yourself. What a crummy choice. You have to, you have to, you know, hope you're not disappointed again or or hope that you're just someday gonna get it all figured out and and uh, you know not have to work so many hours. So so hope and and this perpetual idea of I'll just keep working more hours and stuff, I, I personally don't think is a plan. But it's a common situation for us to find ourselves in. We just have to keep keep doing it, keep working more hours, keep taking on more. So here's what I've come to know after working with several business owners. Eventually you either give up on having your freedom or you give up on having control of everything. There's really no other path. You will eventually get to the point where you just throw your hands up and one of those goes out the window. For most business owners, as they grow, they're forced for the, you know, to to um Uh, to to delegate decision-making and and hand things over to people. They just, they can't take it. It's just, it's too much for one person. It it, it ultimately always is. Or they stop growing the company at the point where they can oversee everything and the company will not grow any further than that. So another thing I've learned in working with business owners is it's common for us to leave, leave out seemingly minor, but very significant pieces of information that will greatly enhance our chances of success from our team. So I'm going to go through a simple checklist today of sorts to make sure we have all the bases covered before we try to turn over decision-making. It's very common for one or several of these elements to be missed before we have an expectation of success or consistent performance. Uh, In other words, we tend to skip some of these things that I'm going to go over, but we still have really high expectations that the employees are successful. And not surprisingly... If you just step back and look at it, uh, again, some of these things are easier to see from the outside because, you know, you're not in it. You don't have the emotional attachment. You're not in the weeds on the details. If you just take a step back and ask yourself some of these basic questions we're going to go over, you kind of have these aha moments. You kind of have these, well, of course it didn't work. (laughs) How could it have gone any other way, right? So – um, we're going to go through some of that stuff. And again, it's a quick checklist. This is not going to be a deep dive by any stretch. Uh, my goal is for this to be something you can easily memorize and for, and and kind of run through it for each task or process you wish you could delegate decision-making on. So uh, to run real quick through it, it's educate, train, trust, empower, and hold accountable. That's it. And we're going to spend a couple seconds on each one. The first one, educate. What I mean by this specifically is educate the employee, what is the goal, and why does this matter? These are two of the most common reasons employees don't succeed or perform the way you want. So, for example, here's some, um, well, some of these are made up, but other ones are are very real uh, instances where business owners had frustration, but they had not established with the employee the goal or why it mattered. So, the first one is, I wish he had better attendance. Well, what specifically is the attendance goal? If you don't declare it and agree upon it, it's very likely you as a business owner are going to have an expectation that they miss, you know, let's say five days a year or less. But you could have an employee who thinks it's perfectly reasonable to miss 15 days. They don't they don't necessarily know any better. Now, you could make the argument, well, they should know and they should, you know, they should this and they should that. Well, okay, how's that working for us? <laughs> It's not always working for us. So before we can hold people accountable, which ultimately we want to, we have to make sure they know the goal. Another one, I wish she would take more initiative. Does she know that you want her to take initiative? Have you explained to her the goal here is for you to take more initiative? Or are you sitting back and just assuming she should know that or hoping she'll figure it out or wishing that it'll just come to her one day? These these are the kinds of things I'm talking about, like, what is the goal where we miss this opportunity and we really create a stumbling block where we don't have to. Next one is, I wish he would follow this process. Does he know the consequences for not doing so? And I don't mean consequences like you're going to write them up or they're going to be you know, disciplinary. I'm not talking about those consequences. Do they know the consequences of how it impacts the customer negatively, how it impacts the company negatively, maybe a coworker? Um, some of these things that don't necessarily come to us naturally. But once somebody points out, they're like, oh, yeah, of course, it makes perfect sense. Of course, I'll start doing it this way now. Uh, Another one, I wish she would do this more consistently. Does she know why consistency matters? So two of the most common reasons, I know these are seemingly minor, and they're not often mentioned in training because we think think they're obvious or we try to save time. But two of the most common reasons people don't do what we need them to at work in our company is because they don't know what the goal is and they don't know why it matters. So, not going um, over the what or the goal in a specific way will cause more problems later on than the time you're saving now. It'll cause more problems later on than just about anything. If they don't know what the goal is, not, literally nothing else matters. You can hammer them on the process, and then we've got to do it this way, this way, this way. If they don't understand what the process is trying to achieve, it doesn't matter. They're not going to do it. And if they don't know why something matters, what compelling reason to do that, or you know, what compelling reason would they have to do this thing? Now many people business owners have this they don't say this out loud very often anymore. They used to say it outside outside out loud a lot. But they still have kind of we kind of have this mentality. Well, I said so, that's why they should do it. And I always just kind of go back to the what percentage of things do you do every day or every week or every month simply because somebody else wants you to without any benefit to you? And the answer is not very much. We don't, we don't have a high percentage of things we do just because people, other people want us to. That's not how we operate. We don't make decisions based on doing what other people want. We are selfish creatures. We do things based on what we want, period. End of story. We can fight human nature all we want. It's not going to work. So if you're not sure if you need to go over these two things, the what and the why, ask these questions. Like literally, specifically, ask this question. What do you think the goal is here? And stop talking and see what their answer is. If their answer meshes with yours, awesome. You can move on to the next thing. If it doesn't, then you know that you can't move on to anything else until you have agreement on what the goal is. Second question, why do you think we do this? Again, stop talking. Do not ask these questions and say, why do you think we do this? Do you think it's because of this or because of that or this other thing? Why do you think we do this? Stop talking. We want to hear what their answer is. We want to hear what they think matters. And you'll know right away after you ask these two questions if you need to spend more time on either of these two things or not. So... That's the educate part. The train part is how specifically will we accomplish the goal? So for some of you, you know, what is the process? What specifically is the way we're going to do this? If we don't have agreement on that, you can't hold them accountable for it because you have no agreement. You can't hold people accountable for things you haven't agreed upon. Whose responsibility is it? Now, in some cases, you're going to have people who just assume that you're talking about somebody else. Um, you know, my first uh, management experience was, was, um, managing a, a group, uh, a large group of Teamsters and they, um, they gave me quite an education. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Uh, some of these guys I, I really, really enjoy now, but back then I was, I was not a very good supervisor and they weren't very accommodating in helping me learn <laughs> easily. But one of the things that I learned really quickly was assuming that people would, would believe that you were talking to them when you asked for something to be done is foolish. There are a certain number of people who are just going to sit back and go, yeah, you're talking to somebody else. You're talking to the guy sitting next to me. You're talking to the girl in the other office. Certainly don't mean I should be doing that. Now, they're never going to say that. They're never going to pipe up and say, you know, I'm not going to do this, or it's crazy for you to think I'm going to do it. They're just going to sit there quietly and assume you're talking to somebody else. So we have to clarify specifically who's going to do this, whose responsibility is this stuff. Um, other folks think that you don't mean them because they're not, they don't, they're not trained well enough. Well, you must mean somebody else who has more experience or whatever, but a certain percentage of people you're talking to in your company meetings are, are sitting there thinking you're talking to somebody else. This is not my responsibility. I can tune out right now. We have to specifically go over whose responsibility this is. So the first thing is what's the process? How are we going to do it? second thing is whose responsibility is it? The next one is when should this be done? Sometimes things have to be done within a timeline. Sometimes they have to be done uh, before a certain action or after, right after a certain action. Like we have to declare when are things going to be done. Sometimes we have to declare where things will be done. So for instance, you know, if you write a process where, you know, if you're working in customers' homes and you go out to the job site and you're going to give them an estimate, you might say, this needs to be done while you're at the customer's location. Like where matters in that situation um sometimes it doesn't so where is one that you would only add if applicable so the easy checklist for educate and train is who what when where why and how that's it we can all remember that we've learned that probably in first grade for most of us if you cannot if your employee cannot explain to you the who what when where why and how without you prompting them you know they don't they've not been educated and trained properly you can't possibly expect them to make good decisions or follow processes they don't understand. That's just the way it goes. So um, that's a really quick and easy checklist to run through on the Educate and Train. Next thing is, you have to trust people. You simply cannot empower people if you don't really trust them. If you don't fully empower them, you're gonna, <laughs> we can't help ourselves. We're going to meddle here and there. We're going to be inconsistent. Sometimes we'll stay back and let them do their thing. Other times we won't be able to resist getting involved. So we'll create this situation which the employee will be reluctant to do anything because they aren't sure where we're at this time. Do they do they want me to get in, you know just take this care of myself Are they they wanting to run the show here which predictably will lead to us getting frustrated that they aren't acting. They're not taking initiative. And they're sitting there going, "Well, sometimes I act and you think it's cool and sometimes I act and you want you want to like step on my toes and take over the project." So or take over the responsibility or authority of the process or whatever. We have to be consistent with this stuff if we want them to be consistent. Also, so if we find ourselves sometimes meddling and sometimes not, what else would you expect them to do besides be reluctant? And then we're going to get upset and frustrated because they aren't acting. So this is a, something that's again super easy to see from you know twenty feet away. Not super easy to see when you're one of the people involved. And I get that. At least it's hard. If this was easy, we would. If it was easy, everybody would be a business owner, right? So one of the main reasons we don't trust our team is because we know deep down they aren't trained well enough to consistently perform, and we do things like shortcut training and and um, you know shave corners here and there. We don't like go. We don't take the five minutes and say, "What do you think the goal is here?" We assume they know. Or we cut that out to save some time, and then we know deep down they're not really trained well enough. And we we deep down know we kind of need to be um, running the show on this stuff. And then we end up working 60 or 80 hours a week. And that's just the way it goes. So one of the things I hope people can really understand is the hours we spend training our employees equal, almost almost directly correspond to the number of hours you can step away from your business. The investment you put in training your employees is not so much an investment for them, although it is that too. It's an investment in your freedom as a business owner. You, The more training you give, the more freedom you're going to have, period. Period. So, yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's not free. Yes, you have to train people over and over the same things. Yes, you have to train new people every year to get to the same level you were at last year. I get all that stuff. But if you don't do that, you're the one who pays the price. You're the one who has to work the long weeks because you have to make every decision. Uh, the, at the end of the day, you have to we, we have to train them well enough to trust them. Eventually, your company is going to grow to the point that this is not possible for you to oversee everything. Or... You'll get tired of being in control of trying to be in control of everything. Your company will either uh, grow, and you'll have no choice but to start handing things over. Otherwise, you just literally will you'll you'll just fail. You'll fail at certain things, or you just get mentally exhausted. You can't sleep. You have no free time. Your your spouse is wondering why your weekends are are always at work. And other times, you just get burned out. You're like, you know what? What's the worst thing that can happen? It, uh, literally like unless they burn the place down i just i can't i have to start trusting them so the next thing is empower them we have to choose between maintaining control or attaining our freedom you can make all the decisions in a business that owns you or you can delegate decision making in a business that you can step away from here and there you can do one or the other you cannot do both you can have freedom or you can have control you cannot have both you can have balance Now, balance those two things, but you cannot have absolute control and have any kind of freedom, and you cannot have absolute freedom and not have any kind of control. So the ability for business owners to grow here will be limited, for for the business to grow, will be limited by how many processes or tasks a business owner can effectively oversee if you're not able to delegate decision making. There's a finite number of processes and things you can oversee as one single human being before you begin to fail or, or tire. That's you know just one of the things that we have to deal with. We are only human. Once we've empowered them and we've delegated decision-making to them, of course, we have to hold them accountable. Of course, we have to follow up. We have to measure progress and results, and we have to make sure things are being done the way everybody agreed that they would be. That is essentially our job, is to teach people, give them a direction educate them, train them, empower them, and then make sure everybody's doing their thing. That's that's essentially what our task is. That's essentially what our job is. So, of course, you have to follow up. Of course, you have to measure progress. Of course, you have to measure results. But we don't get to do that stuff until after we've done all the other things. We have to educate them and train them and trust them and empower them. Then we can hold them accountable. We cannot hold them accountable until we've done the other things, at least in my view. So, of course, We have to check in and make sure we're getting the results we want. Of course, we have to be available to answer questions and help with solutions. I'm not suggesting we just do this stuff in bolt and we're just out, (laughs) although it'd be nice in some cases, right? We have expertise and experience the team doesn't have. We have gone through the pains of growing a business from scratch in many cases, most cases. They have not gotten that. They don't get the phone calls from the uh, customers about what they love and what they hate. We get those. Uh, We we just have experience and, and expertise that they don't have. We have to share that, of course. We have to be available to help them through these things. But we should do this with a mentoring approach, in my opinion, not with an expectation everything be ran through us. So way different to when you get to this point, stop and call me, and I'll tell you what to do, versus you do what you think is best based on the education training that you've gotten and what we've agreed upon, and you call me if you have questions. Or do what you think is best, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll, you know, look at it later on and evaluate what we could have done better or if, if it was a success. That's the path I would rather choose because they're learning how to make decisions along the way. They you know, of course we're going to start small with small decisions and work to big things. But they get to learn. We get to see whether we get to see from the coach coach's standpoint like as their as their mentor and their coach where they where they're already successful and where they're where they're failing, where they're where they're struggling. We can't possibly see that if we don't ever really give a chance to make any decisions at all. So Uh, Before we go on, I just want to remind you that if you have any specific topics or questions you'd like me to address, just the easiest way is to shoot me a message on my Service Industry Success Facebook page. Uh, It's real simple. Go to Facebook, type in Service Industry Success. You'll see a big, big uh, picture of my mug right there. It's my business page. You can do a DM right to it. That is by far the easiest way to get a message to me. Uh, Also, if you're looking for any kind of help, uh, if you're saying, hey, I'm kind of curious about how this coaching thing works, I wouldn't mind working with somebody, I'm kind of at a point where I'm ready to take my business to the next level, or I hear these things you talk about, Brian, about my business not owning me, and that'd be, that'd be awesome, I'd love to know how to do it, should be a message on there. But for, for today, what I'm really getting at is, if you have a specific question or topic that you wish I would ad- address and I haven't yet, uh, just shoot me a message on there, I'm glad, glad to take care of that stuff. So first uh, thing we have to do as far as this topic this week goes, is we have to realize that just working 60 to 80 hours a week per week, excuse me, that just working 60 to 80 hours per week for the next several years is not the answer. It's not a plan. It's not an effective strategy. You will burn out and you'll, you'll start just de- delegating things even if they're not ready to be delegated. You'll, you'll that's not a strategy. So to summarize all this, leaving out what seems to be minor bits causes the most frustration later on with few exceptions. When I'm approached with, uh, with by a business owner who's frustrated with an employee's performance, I'll ask one of these two questions, you know, the company and they'll say, my employee is not doing this very well. I wish they would do this. I wish they wouldn't do that, blah, 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 whatever those things are. My question, first one usually is if I were to ask the employee what the goal is, do you think their answer would match yours? Almost always the answer is no almost always the answer is something that's very reluctant and hesitant it's like mm, yeah probably not. <laughs> so of course I say then well what do you think we should do? And the answer is like super evident. Like well we got to tell them this. We got to train them. You got to educate them about what the goal is. If they don't know the goal, how could they possibly reach it? That's just like basic 101 like you know that's how that's how life works. If you don't know the goal, you can't possibly reach it. It's just the way it goes. So that's the first question I ask if I ask the employee that what the goal is, do you think at your, their answer would match yours? The second thing I asked, and I've talked about this before, and I'll have you know, people come and say, you know, we we have the same frustration over and over and over and over again, and we just don't ever get any better at this. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And I'll ask, how many hours per year do you spend training this thing that your team performs so poorly? And again, usually the answer I get is is not really an answer. It's more like murmuring. It's like, oh yeah. That's probably uh, that's probably why they don't do it very well. <laughs> I rarely, if ever, even get an answer to that it's more. It's more often than not uh, just kind of a oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the educate part. What is the goal? Why does it matter? Um, these are the two most common reasons. Believe it or not, and as frustrating as it may be to hear this, these are the two most common reasons people don't do, don't succeed or perform the way you want them to. They don't know the goal, and they don't know why it matters. So if you're not sure, if you need to go over these things, just ask, what's the goal? Stop talking. Why do we do this? Stop talking. You'll know right away if you need to spend more time educating them on on the the goal and why it matters. The next one is training. How specifically will we accomplish these goals? For most people, this is process related. What are the processes? When do you follow them? What are the tools we're going to use? Um you know those kinds of things what do we look what do we want this to look like how will we know it's going well what will tell us it's not going well those kinds of things whose responsibility is it if you have 15 people you're having in a in a meeting every every week i guarantee at least 3 of them are sitting there thinking you're talking to everybody else so we have to be specific about whose responsibility it is when must it be done almost everything we do in business has some kind of timeline or time um, frame that must be met whether it's customer related, whether it's payroll related, whether it's you know uh, getting credit card bills paid, whatever it is. Almost everything we do has some kind of time limitation. Have we explained that? Have we declared it? Have we all agreed upon it? Sometimes, in some cases, the where matters. So, again, the easy checklist for this is who, what, when, where, why, and how. We can all remember that. So that's the educate and the train part. The trust part is you cannot empower people if you don't really trust them. You cannot trust them if you don't know they're really well-trained. And if you don't fully empower them, you'll create a situation where the employee will be reluctant to do anything because they aren't sure if you want them to do it this time or not. And then you'll be frustrated that they don't take any initiative. Kind of one of those cyclical chicken and egg things that happens. And one of the main reasons we don't trust them is because we know they're not trained well enough to perform at at a high level. So at the end of the day, we have to train them well enough to trust them. Or you can continue trying to control everything. And again, you're just gonna, you're gonna burn out. It's not sustainable. We have to empower them. We have to choose between maintaining control or having our freedom. You can make all the decisions in a business that owns you, or you can delegate decision making in a business that so you can step away from here and there. The ability for the business owner, the business to grow is limited by how many processes or tasks the business owner can effectively oversee especially if you're not able to do any kind of if you're not able to delegate any kind of decision making there's a finite number of things you can oversee and be successful the last one is hold them accountable of course you have to follow up of course you have to measure progress of course you have to measure results and we have to make sure these things are be, make sure things are being done the way everybody agreed upon that's our that's our role but we should do this like a mentor not with the expectation that they get to a certain point stop and then we'll make all the decisions that is not the way to grow a company with people who can make decisions. So you can go take a four day weekend or take a two week vacation or work three days a week if you want or whatever that So, is. Don't forget, um, if you have specific topics you'd like me to cover or specific questions, shoot me a message on the Service Industry Success Facebook page. Uh, If you know people who are business owners, you have friends or colleagues who are business owners in service industries like contractors, auto repair shops, home repair services, IT service providers, CPAs, janitorial, anybody whose business is a service, it's not really product related, that's who we're talking to here please share this podcast with them uh if you have a moment to give us a rating review i'd sure appreciate that um and that is it for this week and i will see you all next week